0: Hello, hello, everybody. I'm your host, Wiz of Ecom, and welcome to the Symposium podcast, where every week we bring the highest quality professionals in the industry to discuss topics around mental frameworks, high income skills, and business. This is a no-nonsense, action-oriented interview that will be an asset for you on your journey of building and scaling to $10,000 a month and beyond. And now, welcome to the Symposium hello hello everybody i hope you guys are all doing absolutely amazing welcome back to another episode of the symposium today i have a very special guest that was referred by multiple people in the utopia as well as people from my own personal network we have an individual who has helped dozens and dozens if not i believe it's in the hundreds now as well too people overcome their limiting beliefs and mindsets this is actually our own podcast producer Mr. Matthew Milstein's uh, coach himself we have Mike on the podcast today how are you doing man
1: man i am i am doing so well and thank you Wiz, for that amazing introduction and uh, shout out to matt uh matt i know is is such an incredible guy and he's doing such an amazing job for you as well on the podcast so and i'm really glad he uh he connected us absolutely man i'm really stoked about this so if you are utopian
0: and it's the first time you're hearing our symposium podcast just to let you guys know how this goes as this is a no bs no fluff podcast i am going to be avoiding any questions that involve um story and we are going to be jumping straight into tactics and strategies to help you guys overcome your guys limiting beliefs and mental barriers that's the entire theme of today's podcast so let's jump straight into it first question that i have for you is can you give the audience the listeners today a five minute background of yourself very quickly and then we can hop into the mental barriers
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am Mike Ligori. I teach in the field of energetics and also in identity and subconscious reprogramming. Uh, A lot of my core work is focused on removing limitations and beliefs that people have about themselves that prevent them from getting to the areas of success, abundance, love in their life. A little bit of background about me. Uh, I served in the United States military. I was a Marine for four years, uh, serving around the timeframe of 2002 to 2006. I was a senior in high school when 9-11 happened, and that inspired for my call to service. I ended up going to Iraq twice, uh, totaling 15 months of tour duty in combat. And when I came home, I went through a period of uh, what I would say is a really tough adjustment back into normal life. Uh, Being in the military where everything is regimented and you're told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and then going out and making decisions for yourself as soon as you get out after four years is really a very difficult transition. Um, And it was something that I struggled with for years. And it also inspired my journey for me to get into uh, my first foray into personal development, which was meditation, meditation, uh, then I started pro- focusing a little bit more on mindfulness, uh, energetic self mastery, getting more into personal development as well in the financial realm, and then moved into coaching about three years ago. And uh, I've been the privilege um, and also the ability to work with hundreds of people in the realms of areas of abundance, love, business, and in life. Beautiful. So it sounds
0: like you had to go through your own hardship. You had to go through your own journey to come out on the other side to really come to these conclusions, which is and and now your own new interest of mindfulness and energy and and the heart and the soul and the soul and staying aligned. These things are are demanding and they're not easy to adjust into. When you're in a very bad rut for years or you have to readjust back to society, um, this is something that happened to myself. I lived in Pakistan for three and a half years when I was building my brands and I lived in an eight by eight room and it took me years to finally rent a place over there. And I came back to society at home and everything felt so different. I felt like I came back to reality. I didn't know if World War III could have been happening. I come back to Canada and I realized that, that this is a lot more difficult. I'm anxious. I've, I feel like I'm going nuts. I feel like I'm going crazy. My back was against the wall. And the only option that I had in a moment like this was adapt or die. It was to change the way I'm thinking or stay in this rut forever. So it seems like a lot of people, especially the people we bring onto this podcast, have this point of irritation or back against the wall that forces them to to become their own purest, best self in the future and demand excellence from themselves because of those experiences.
1: Actually, I was gonna say that was, that was beautifully said. Uh, and especially when you look at the context of how people choose to operate their lives when it comes to the belief system that is in place, Most people, especially in your community, who I'm very familiar with, are budding entrepreneurs looking to escape their nine to fives. five, looking to create a life where um, financial abundance is there, freedom of time, choosing being of where they spend their time is just so prevalent. And it's something that's on their top of mind. And when we encounter these limiting beliefs, that most of these beliefs that we have are inherited from the way that we were brought up through childhood or through experiencing different events in life, especially in entrepreneurship, when you're starting... Starting Out after working for other people for so long, the belief system that gets put into place is I've depended on somebody for so long. Now I have to do it on my own. The belief comes up is, am I actually able to do this by myself? Can I build something sustainable? How do I get my first 10k month? I'm sure you've seen that a lot in your community, Wiz.
0: Absolutely. And you know what it is? Like I used to work at a juice bar. I actually wrote a tweet about this today. And when I left the juice bar to really focus on my businesses, I wasted an entire year. And why was that? What, what was that failure? It was because I had no one giving me deadlines, no one breathing down my neck, no one telling me, hey, this is what needs to be done next. And it was really me just wasting time. So that limiting belief of, okay, now time is the biggest factor. I finally overcame that one. And then the other issue came to deadlines and urgency. And I lacked those two. And I feel like it's just this, this limiting belief ladder that, that we all have to go through when we start off the journey from zero to 10K a month that are all very similar, right? They're very, the time one that you brought up, it actually perfectly goes into the next question of what are the most common mental barriers that beginners usually go through? But the time one's crucial. The other one is, is not giving yourself the deadlines, right? So when people are going through these specific limiting beliefs of the time and of, of the giving yourself due dates and and staying consistent with what you have to do and taking that responsibility, how, what, what, recommendations you give your your clients for these two types of limiting beliefs
1: yeah absolutely well and, and there's one more that i want to add on there and it's i'm not enough or i don't feel worthy of success and those are really really big beliefs as well because actually what happens is as human beings we have this kind of um i should say this interesting paradox where we want success so bad that we're willing to bleed out or create sacrifice with it or inflict our own self-pain to get there. And then when we do get to that level of success or we achieve something, we start creating negative beliefs that something bad's going to happen, mm. or we're not going to be able to really be able to hold on to that success that we've worked so hard for. And so there's always this inherent grind that gets implemented into us that everything has to be a grind. Everything has to be you know we're hard work, and I have to give something up in order to get something. And so for one of my recommendations that I really talk to with a lot of people, specifically uh, my entrepreneur clients, when I talk to them specifically about these limiting beliefs, these constructs around achieving any sort of success, the first thing is, is that why are you allowing yourself to get in your own way? Because nobody can stop you except you. So the first thing I do is we identify concretely. Why is it that you are not allowing yourself to get out of your own way?
0: And what are the most common reasons for
1: that? Um, The most common reasons I believe for that, for somebody not getting out of their own way, again, it goes back to the self-worth thing. Somewhere along the lines that people in terms of their mother, fathers, uh, aunts, uncles who raised them, being picked on as a kid, um, not feeling like that they're able to truly sustain that success does come from people outside of them. Because you have to remember when we're born into this world, we're a blank slate. We don't have beliefs. Completely. They get shaped through forces and experiences. And sometimes we gravitate to those things when it's a repetition of our environment. If mom and dad kept telling us over and over again, you're not good enough, you need better grades, you need to do this, and you keep hearing that over and over again, what do you think is going to happen to you? I must not be smart enough to get better grades. For sure. So- so one of the things that I do, and especially with my clients, is we work on that. Why are you not allowing yourself to get out of your own way? And usually because that stems so much from their childhood, that's where the things get revealed to them. Oh, mom and dad told me time and time again that I wasn't smart enough or I needed to get better grades or I wasn't working hard enough. So what's the implication there? It can be a belief of any sort of kind. I'm not smart enough to get good grades. I'm not smart enough to have more money. I'm not smart enough to have successful friends. So the first thing is is really isolating those reasons that come up through that question and that aspect. The one other piece that I would even suggest as well is that with entrepreneurs, it's the success of money. And this is a really interesting run right because people get into business to make money. But people also get into business to have freedom and time to do the things that they love. So the other aspect of it is, is that people inherently, and what I have found from an entrepreneurial aspect, is they're not afraid of making money. They're afraid of having a lot of it, because what happens with that belief of self worth is I'm not smart or responsible enough to deserve this to make good decisions with my money, right? Sheesh. And to deserve that, exactly.
0: Yeah, because I, I grew up in a very tough situation. We got scammed by someone mm-hmm. close to us um, for hundreds of thousands of dollars, and we had to take out a second mortgage. I saw my parents struggle. Mm. I saw my dad. I was always wondering why my dad would eat the leftovers and not just have his own meal, and we had to live very frugally. So I had to realize very, very young that that I had to be conscious of money. And when I was being conscious of money, I never thought I deserved to make money and to break free. I thought since my life is just an accumulation of all my past experiences combined together, the version of me in that moment is my fate for life. But that's not necessarily true. That version of me and that present moment is not my fate my fate is dictated by decisions that are made during the present moment for the future. Right. And people get so mixed up. They say just because I am who I am today is who I will be forever. That's never really the truth. So a lot of the, 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 even for myself, the biggest, um, limiting belief I had is why, how can I actually be deserving of this money that I want to create? And the other one was I always thought people who make money are this special God, given gifts from God to those individuals. They're so special, but I'm not how do people overcome that where they realize it's not really something special? You're not touched by God or an angel to say, hey, you deserve to make money. Everyone does deserve to get out of their state. And I call this state a drifter state where modern society puts us into this loop of incompetency, laziness, struggle, and they, they don't want you to look for challenges to overcome these challenges. You're a drifter. You aimlessly drift through life. How can people um, um, take that first leap forward from where they're in this rut to get to the next stage of life where they start building momentum.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, I think I think it really just goes back to the beliefs that don't serve you in your current reality, right? And I think you were talking about this drifter mindset which I really which I really do love. And one of the things that I love teaching is the future self model, right? Where it's like depicting and making choices in your present reality that creates an outcome of a future self that has the love, that has the abundance, the joy, and the happiness, and the freedom of time in that future reality, what most people run into is that they want 10, 20, 30 million dollars, but they're making choices in their present reality of that of somebody who makes 30, 40, $50,000 in a year. And that's a big disparity in terms of those choices. Money comes to people, first of all, because it's a neutral energy. So it's not a positive or a negative energy. It is a neutral energy, which means it gravitates towards people who feel deserving of it. So if you're making choices from the energy of 30 dollars dollars $50,000, but you dream of $10 million, there is that big gap there that needs to be closed by you. And generally, it comes from the fact that there's a set of negative beliefs that are preventing you from having the financial abundance you desire. So the first thing that I would suggest is identifying exactly the negative beliefs that you have with money. So here's a simple exercise. Grab a pen just like I have here. Get out a piece of paper. I'm old school. I know people like I have my iPad. I love my iPad. I love typing notes on the computer. But there is something about us connecting to a piece of paper when we put words on it with pen. And I want everybody here to write down specifically all of the beliefs that you have around money from the negative aspect And here's an example. I did this too when I had some of my money stuff come up a couple years ago. One of the things I thought was is that you had to know something. You had to know have a specialized knowledge to really make money. You had to be in the finance background or trade stocks on Wall Street or whatever the case may be. I created some construct or story around this idea that you had to have a specialized skill set around money. That was the first one. The second one is, is that only people that are greedy get money. So you can imagine what type of construct it is, is that I'm already rejecting the idea that I can't have money because I'm saying, well, I'm not a greedy person. So therefore, I'm not going to have money, but I would rather not be greedy and not have money than to have money and be seen as greedy. But again, that's a construct, that's a falsehood. That's not true at all. There are a lot of people in the world who are good-hearted people who give generously and have tons of money. So that first step for a lot of you who are listening to this podcast and watching it, that first step is specifically this. What are the negative beliefs? Write them down that you have around money. And look at those beliefs and really ask yourself, are those real? And that's the first step that people can take to really unlocking those the, the money beliefs or the money mindset or the shifting in the financial perspective.
0: This episode is brought to you by The Utopia. The Utopia is a community of 4,500 active entrepreneurs that share insights around starting and scaling your own business to reach $10,000 a month and beyond. Whether you have been running your business for years or dreaming of starting one, our community of like-minded individuals will take your business to the next level. For more information, check out the link in the notes or visit theutopia.io. And now, back to the show. That is beautiful. And you talked a lot about decision-making over here, right? And it's all, and I've realized this from a friend of mine. She always talks about making wise decisions and that's what she prays for. When her, when, when in the morning she does a prayer in the nighttime, she does a prayer. And whenever I ask her, what do you need our team to pray for you for, right? And she says for me to make wise decisions. And I think everything in life I can attribute my own like quote unquote success to six decisions that I've made of little leaps. And these leaps were all based off of an emotion of, courage. I, I saw courage as the gateway to break free from that actual old state. So decision making is important because I know a lot of people have this limiting belief of analysis paralysis. Do you have any recommendations on how beginners, when they see all these directions, I can go e-com, I can go agency, I can go flipping, I can go all these directions. Um, <laughs> yeah. How can you, how can these yeah. beginners take that leap from zero to one to make the wisest decision to go to, to what whichever direction they need to go into
1: yeah absolutely and, and i'm not laughing at you at all or anybody here i just i laugh because i i remember going through that similar situation as well when it specifically came to you know what do i do how do i start my business what's the best decision that i make and i know there's a lot of people in your community that one day they're go i want to do e-commerce the next day they want to go agency the next thing you know they want to just do reels on TikTok. Everybody has so many options these days that analysis paralysis is actually so abundant in our society. And that's because everybody is just operating in the energy of, I got to get something right. And indecision is actually the worst decision that you can make, not making a decision at all. So if you're somebody out there who has a lot of decisions in front of you, a lot of great opportunities, a lot of choices in front of you, which all could be prosperous, right? And I always try to operate from the lens of, what's the prosperity level of each of these choices instead of looking at like, that's a bad decision. This is a good decision. We like to, we like to label things with right or wrong. So I look at levels of prosperity. Is this going to be a prosperous decision for me in the health, wealth, and mental aspect? Is this going to be a prosperous decision for me from the financial aspect? Am I going to be able to make five, 10, 15, 20 K extra a month, even 50 K extra a month if I make this decision? So the, what I would actually suggest is, is making a decision, and the most important element of this, which is I, I I don't hear a lot of people talk about when it comes to the decision-making process, is commitment. Too many people make decisions and don't follow through on the decision-making. So it's easy to make a choice. It's more difficult to follow through on that choice. And so anybody here can make that choice that they want. Anybody can make a decision, but it's the commitment piece that actually takes that choice and makes it real and produces the result that you want. Now, again, there are some choices that we make that just don't end up working out, and that's fine. But you know, if you're someone like myself who has a bit of a spiritual belief and, and really believes in, something, in a higher power and, and something much bigger, I believe in God, I'm a man of God, I mean, consider myself that. I believe it always works out for you in the end. So even if that choice in the short term is not working out for you right now, There is something greater for you from that failure, from that setback, from that mishap, from that choice that's just not working out for you. And so that really comes from staying committed to the path, to the goal. Having purpose, having mission is incredibly important. And as long as you operate in the energy of I'm afraid to make a decision or more so I'm afraid to make the wrong decision. You will never get to your goals because you're so afraid of giving yourself an opportunity to learn and grow on that path to your success, uh, to your well-being, and to your prosperity that you that you truly desire. That is for yourself. beautiful.
0: And Jeff Bezos actually says, if I can summarize what you just said, he basically says the vision stays the same, strategies change. Right. The vision stays. Yeah. And, and it's a exactly. north star, which is a concept we always talk about in utopia. It's the end goal. But I think people get very confused, Mike, with with that end goal, that north star. People think that's their the reason they're here on Earth for people think that that's what their passion is. People think that as a beginner, you need to know exactly what your end vision is but like, what is your explanation of when you're explaining an end point that people need to reach towards? It's not a passion point. It's not a passion project immediately. This is just a tangible KPR or, or a KPI or outcome that we're intentionally moving towards with steps every single day that compound together to help us reach that point, right? So it's not necessarily about finding passions immediately. It's more about, what is your definition of that end outcome for the first few years for these beginners?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you, um, my definition of passion is enjoying the the process. And the reason being is, is that so many of us are caught up of like, when I get there to that final destination, when I become a billionaire, actually, some of my clients that have this desire to be billionaires, I go, why do you want to be a billionaire? Most of them, when they started working with me, had no answer at all. They had no clue. They just saw something on social media that was like, I have to have a billion dollars. I have to be Jeff Bezos. Yeah, right, it is. I have to be Elon Musk. I have to do all of these things in order for me to feel like that I matter somewhere. And again, it comes back to this idea of not mattering or not feeling worthy enough. So when you actually remove the money, right, because it's not about the billion dollars. It's what the billion dollars gives for most people. And so for me, if I'm – yeah, exactly. And so if I'm able to actually – work with the person and take them out of their this idea that they have to be a billionaire in order for them to really achieve or truly find value in the achievement of money, we get into the process aspect. What's the one thing that you would enjoy doing every single day for the rest of your life? That doesn't mean that you're gonna love, like it every single day. You know, I love my business. I love things that I do. I love working with my clients. I don't really like doing paperwork though. <laughs> But it's still part yeah, of my yeah. job, right? Or or some people, some people might relate on here and say, I hate doing taxes, or I hate, I hate when I have to pay bills, or I hate when I have to I look at my financial statements at the end of the month and I come to find out that you know 50% or 60% of my costs is going yeah. to labor. There are things in your business that you don't like doing, that's okay. But the thing is, is do you enjoy being and working in the business and on the business on a daily basis? And if the answer is yes. That's where passion resides. It's in the journey of doing the thing that you love every single day. The money will come to you when you align yourself with what you want, what you believe in, and who you're helping and why. And if you can stick to that, and if you can stick to that, then the problems in life that get thrown at you, the curveballs that get – Which are inevitable. You don't really worry which are inevitable, right? And especially if you're an entrepreneur, Wiz, you know this, like there are times where you're like, I have my first 30k month and then the next month you lose 25k and you're like, where did it all go? Oh, I forgot I have to pay quarterly taxes. <laughs> or, oh, I freak you know, or you wanted to invest and create a new product. And you were so excited about this new product that you looked at the financial projections. You thought, man, I'm going to crush this. I'm going to 4X or 5X my annual revenue. I could take the rest of the year off and go to Greece. You start finding out that that product that you buy, that new course launch, that ebook that you were so hell-bent on creating, guess what happened? Nobody bought it. And those are curveballs that get thrown at you. But if you enjoy the process, if you enjoy being where you're at, you will see those failed product launches as oh, that's interesting. Nobody bought my course. I wonder why. Or what was it about my product that didn't bring a lot of value like I wanted it to? So I stress process to every single person on here. Process is the key. You have to enjoy the journey, especially being an entrepreneur. It's not something you do. It's something you live on a day-to-day yeah, the, basis. There's another
0: quote. The one who enjoys walking will get further than the one that loves the destination, right? Mm-hmm. And you just keep... you just Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and like... It happened to me January 3rd, 2017. I'll never forget the day. I was at the lowest point of my entire life fighting with family. I was depressed, uh, money issues, business was going crazy. Um, I was in my first year of university here. That's when I dropped my businesses to try focusing on school, failing classes. And I was depressed. And I remember this is the first time in years I cried. And I went to my best friend and I told him the situation and he took me to the store and he bought me a notebook. And he's like, write out where you'll be in five years and ask yourself why and i wrote it out billion or hundreds of millions yeah, of dollars all this stuff beautiful. i wrote why <laughs> i couldn't answer it so i went more in depth why he made me ask myself he's 18 17 18 at this time as well too and he asked me why and i, and I wrote out the why's five times and i figured out where i want to be and it was nothing of what I really thought I wanted initially, I, I realized those were all shallow thoughts and shallow way of thinking, right? And there was no substance or depth towards it. It was all vanity metrics for showing off of status. And that's why people probably see on my brand right now. Um, I, I live a very luxurious life, but I don't need to showcase that on Twitter because that's not my end all be all. My end all be all is not to become a billionaire anymore. It's to have generational wealth, own farms, own land, take care of family. And those all gave me fulfillment and purpose, right? I'm fulfilled when I take steps forward towards my end vision, towards who I want to be. Even though I don't have that perfectly down to a T, I still know that I'm I'm constructing this together and I'm moving towards a direction. But that I just want to give everyone an example that of, of how that actually looks like. But your points were exceptional. Mike, I have the last question that I have for you today is, is another um, yeah. barrier that people go through is imposter syndrome. Um, and this is something that I've never really mm. resonated with. And I think it's because I started my personal brand and working after I had like six, seven years of experience inside of the space. But I wanted to know your thoughts on imposter syndrome and how people can overcome imposter syndrome.
1: Yeah. So imposter syndrome to me is 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 completely related back to which I think has been the theme of our conversation is, is that getting out of your yeah. own way and not feeling like you're mad or, you, or you're worthy of success. And so when you feel like an imposter, and, I, and I'll tell you just a quick story, is, is I remember when I was working with my first big client, and uh, this was a guy who was incredibly successful as a pro athlete, had made millions of dollars in his career. I was producing his podcast at the time, and he had come to me and was asking me questions about what do you think is really good content? What do you think is a really good storyline? And I remember thinking to myself that I, am, I, I don't belong in the same room as this guy. Like there's no way that I should be giving advice to somebody who's achieved so much success on the, in the professional realm. Uh, he played in the NFL for years. There was no way that I should be in the same room as this guy. And it took me months of time to really dive deep. And I, and it sounds like to me, you've done the exact same thing in terms of like looking internally and getting perspective on and clarity around you know, what you truly want from a financial aspect, but also from a success aspect. For me, it was like, why do I belong in the same room as this guy? And it was so hard for me to feel like I mattered or it felt like I was on the same playing field. And I got to tell you, the thing that really unlocked everything for me was realizing that I had been put here for a specific reason. And that reason came back in 2010 during my transition from the military, and it was one of the lowest points of my life. And at that low point, I asked myself, what is it that I really wanted? And it was I wanted to work with some of the world's most successful people and help them tell their story and I ended up doing that for years and I still do that to this day and I do that more so in the in the mindset in the personal coaching realm I also do that in the podcasting realm but primarily was one of the things that I found about myself is that you are where you're supposed to be and when we put things out into the universe or into the ether, whatever you subscribe to, it is listening to you and giving you the opportunities to be able to get exactly what you want. So when it comes to imposter syndrome, there is something about the way that you see yourself that you feel as though you are not worthy of helping other people or achieving the success that comes from your actions. So if you're looking to get through that imposter syndrome, just know this. There is a reason you are where you are right now. If you have a big client and they're coming to you looking for consultation or advice, somewhere along the lines, you asked for that. You wanted that opportunity. And so if you get into the room and you go, I don't know if I should. I belong here, what if they find out I'm a fraud? Then there's something inside yourself that you don't believe to be true, that you don't believe should be in that room with that big client. And so unlocking that really comes from the place Of Do you allow yourself enough to receive the opportunities to be able to go into that level of success, to go into that place where you can be whoever you want to be and have whatever you want to have? Imposter syndrome to me is one of the biggest epidemics of our society because I think so many people have so much knowledge and so much to give. But again, when someone comes out and seeks their counsel, they're always afraid of what if I mess up? What if I don't do a good job? It might be the end of me. And so we love to forecast what could go wrong instead of forecasting what could go right. How many times, was have you seen people go, what if all this stuff goes wrong? Do you ever hear them say, well, what if all of this goes right? What if it actually does work out for Entertain you? Entertain that thought, man. That's a beautiful thought. Right. Like, and we do it, but we do it because we love inflicting our own pain because negative feelings and stress to us is so real. It gives us a way to connect to who we really are. But the thing is, is that we don't do this from the positive or the abundance aspect. And so if you're, if you're feeling like an imposter, it's because you're not operating the oper- in the energy of abundance. You're not operating in the energy of like, what if this goes well for me? What if I tell my NFL client right now, this beautiful storyline that I think is just going to inspire hundreds of thousands of his followers and he absolutely crushes it. And he makes a ton of money and he's so proud of working with me that he starts referring business to me. Nobody does that. So if you're feeling that imposter syndrome, a quick way to flip that is go start going from the negative to the positive. Instead of All the things that could go wrong for you, start asking yourself, what are all the things that could go right for me?
0: Absolutely, right? And then when you figure out all the things that can go right, you say the phrase, this is a phrase I love to say, just waiting for time to catch up, right? And it's so it's so absolute that you're going to get what you deserve because the decisions you make and the mindset flips that you have, we're just waiting for time to catch up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's the big thing that I'd love to, love to share with everybody is that you got to give yourself a chance you got to give yourself a chance. You have, gotten, you have gone through so much trial and tribulation in your life. You have asked and prayed for these opportunities uh, in your life right now to be where you're at, to be with those bigger clients, to build that social media following, to coach people, to train people, to be in the, in the proximity or in the same room as some of the most successful people that you see online. Don't rob yourself of that opportunity. Don't think you don't matter because you do because somehow in some way you got into that room. You got on that Zoom call. You got your message seen out of hundreds of thousands of DMs that person responds to to land that client. So don't rob yourself of the opportunity. Allow yourself to sit in the energy of all the things that could go right for you and then enjoy the process of that be in that energy of that and you will succeed. I promise. Beautiful
0: closing statements, beautiful closing words. My, Mike, this was such an exceptional podcast. For those who don't know, this convo was so flowing and this is the first time I've actually ever spoken to Mike as well too. Your mind is incredible. Um, You are clearly, <laughs> Thank clearly you, um, just exceptional at what you do, right? And I'm really grateful for the Thank value you. that Thank you are able to provide today. I know a lot of utopians took a lot of notes. Even myself, I was able to learn quite a bit. Um, But otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, you guys are going to be able to follow Mike and see every single detail about his brands inside of the description of this video. We are really blessed to have you here, Mike. And yeah, you have a great one.
1: Yeah, thank you, Wiz. I appreciate it. Enjoy.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found this conversation valuable, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube. Focus on implementing the items discussed in today's episode because money loves speed. We will see you next week on the Symposium by Utopia.